Welcome to episode seven of Rigged for Dirt, the podcast recorded on location as the action happens. I'm your host, Frank, here with Ali. And thanks for joining us for this episode. Uh, last episode you were with us, we did the SFO adventure. Yeah. I'm happy to say, I think this time that not much took place after that. We were yeah. pretty wiped out after a day in the sun. Yeah, dude, I got home and I literally crashed. Like I <laughs> roll into bed, fully clothed and passed out. Yeah, I was, I was really kind of the same way. Like I tried to muster up some fun afterwards and like, cause I had left Shannon at home alone pretty much all day. She never showed up to the event. <laughs> she was supposed to bring us lunch and that didn't happen. And, um, I was just, I was done, man. I, and the good thing is though, unlike most trips where we come back wiped out, there was no cleanup. No, I mean, it was, there was nothing, like, there was nothing to really do, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it was like a long day at both yeah. boys took a lot out of me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We didn't do in and out, but we'll do it. Maybe we'll do it tonight. Right? Yeah, it is my cheat day. Yeah, right? So, there, I mean, if you're going to cheat, go big, right? Yep. <laughs> so, where are we today? Today, we are at a place I've been to quite a few times. Um, actually, used to live across the street from this, but we are at the Long Beach Grand Prix track where, so every year, and I think this has been since like 2000, I want to say 2004, 2005, Formula D, which is a drift event organizer. Right has partnered up with the Long Beach Grand Prix and they have uh, basically taken over the track the weekend prior to the actual Long Beach Grand Prix. Now, I used to I used to live in a condo with Ashley across the street from here, so I used to kind of wake up in the morning around 7.30, a.m. in my robe, flip-flops, and a mug of coffee, walk across the street and watch qualifying for the Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's pretty rad. Look like a total homeless person, but yeah. yeah. So I've been coming to this for a long time and it's really interesting that we would actually be here with KC. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it was really unexpected. The This actually came up at the SFO adventure. Right, um, the yeah, Randy thing. talked to us. Yeah, and we were both kind of like, it's different, but sure, it's cool. <laughs> so. You know, we showed up yesterday. We drove up in traffic um, yesterday from from Orange County, and I gotta say, driving to Long Beach from Orange County on a Friday yeah. during rush not hour, the best idea. Not my best it's way like to a, spend it's a Friday like an night. Hour and a half of traffic. Yeah, you just guaranteed it. Like, there's no real getting around it. Like, you take ways, and ways will be like, hey, take this side road, and you like go on it, and you're still in an hour and a right. half of traffic. Yeah, exactly. So there really isn't a way to win that battle. You just kind of kind of sit through it and muddle through it. But um, anyways, we got here, we set up the booth, set up the trucks. We had some, we played some like kind of moving the trucks around and finding the yep. best way to, to make them look cool. And uh, here we are, you know, long story short, we drove home and here we are. Yeah, and this is uh, the first episode where we're actually recording some video too, which is pretty cool. Actually, yeah. I'm gonna get up real quick and um, just swing your GoPro around so people can kind of see. Oh yeah, go for it. What a gorgeous day. Uh, we are dealing with out here. Yeah, that's a good idea. And we've got like the best spot. We're right next to the hot dogs, the $15 <laughs> beers, $15 and the pretzels beers. with the snow cones. Oh, by the way, it's $15 beers and they only take cash. Yeah, I, I don't know how that business model works, but there are a lot of people with beers, so clearly they're doing it's, something it's right. It's working out. I mean, you yep. know what to say when you're when you have a captive audience, uh, you can charge totally you captive, want for right? Yeah, exactly. So um, overall, I'm gonna say it, the crowd has been really interesting because this is a drift crowd. And we're basically the only guys here that are in four-wheel drives. So, but yeah. like the, the attention has been fantastic, actually. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it is definitely something new. A lot of people that come to these events are used to like a lot of the imports, the Hondas, the Beamers, yeah. uh, the old school Datsuns, what have you. 
Um, and then, you know, there are a lot of muscle cars as well. So there's there's something for everybody, but this uh, the four-wheel drive, the off-road vehicle is definitely brand new. Yeah. And I think Formula D bringing KC, they basically invited KC into yep. this for the Long Beach event. They did it just to kind of see and test like the waters, right? Because Formula D is really like, you know, the, the especially the spot where we're at, it's more of like an import auto show. Yeah, and I can see that. This is, you know, it's an automotive, true auto show, kind of like, like SFO was like a truck auto show, like right, a, right. a rig auto show, but this is literally like vehicles are lowered, they're slammed to the ground, there's like everything from Corvettes to BMWs to Hondas, like just slammed, uh, the whole stance scene, what, what have you, like yeah. everything from the JDM guys, whatnot. So for a lot of you guys listening, this is not our world. Yeah, not our world. We I know for thrown. sure some of you came from it. Yeah, definitely thrown out of our element. I will I know go, like I, I think we talked about this at a prior episode, but some of us, you know, like me, yeah. came from, you know, the automotive like scene in some way, shape or form. And, yeah, yeah. You know, this is very familiar to me. Uh, but it's cool. It's cool having us out here. Like a lot of people were very receptive. They thought it was super cool. Oh yeah, um, a lot of questions. Uh, took a lot of pictures. Again, I'll be posting up photos with groups that I took. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of love here for, yeah. for this. Yeah, there is, and it's really cool to see. I mean, at the end of the day, I think we talked about this actually way back in, in episode one, where you know, at the end of the day, we enjoy cars, right? We like our we like horsepower. We like our cars. Where there is a certain car culture to overlanding, and you know. I can't complain. I'm here watching cars, you know, put down some serious power and go through turns. So as far as entertainment, from an entertainment standpoint, it's good. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, I think they're about to get going on like the top eight or top four oh, drivers. Oh, top four. Yeah. So, you're this is, hear. so just to give you guys some background, if you're not familiar with drifting, it's two cars basically doing ice skating around the track. Basically. So it's, it's kind of subjective. Um, there's, a, does, there's a judging system where... There are definitely like clipping points that these vehicles have to hit, like going sideways around this track. Right. But it's not about who gets around the track the fastest, but who does it with the most angle, the most style, the most smoke. Oh, um, okay. Definitely there's speed involved. These cars are flying through this track. Right. It's a very short course. Uh, I took some pictures earlier, so we'll yeah. post those too. Well, well, you know what? Actually, you know, for everyone, we've been a little behind on posting the photos, but we just had a we had a little mini meeting this morning. Yeah, we're gonna start posting a lot more photos from these events that we've been attending on the website. So Absolutely. you guys should be able to kind of visualize. Yeah, can you hear that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's... you're talking upwards 1,200 horsepower. Yeah on a Mustang going through this track in tandem. So yeah. by that, by tandem, two vehicles side by side, and like these guys inches, are apart. inches apart. Yeah. And sometimes they're bumping. And as right. long as it's a little ribbon, it's racing, you know, yep. like it's fine. So it's a, it's a very cool sport. If you're into it, there's a lot of people that are like, it's not for them, whatever. Uh, but like, like you said, we love horsepower and this is definitely, I gotta say, you know, horsepower. yeah, exactly. If you don't love that sound, you're right. not into cars. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. That sound almost got me kicked out of out of this event, though. That's right. Yeah. Ollie yeah. decided he wanted to rev Kate the Jeep and uh, show people. Well, nobody realizes it's supercharged, right? And you know, I'm not trying to talk about the Jeep every freaking episode, but it's just you know, it's it, a race, it, so, right? It's pretty hilarious that the Formula D guy, like one of the main guys, oh came God. over here with a police officer. I got spanked, dude. And he got verbally spanked. Verbally spanked. <laughs> I mean, it's like. It's like, uh, I'll, I'll steal this from like uh, that one comedian, uh, Dean Kuntz. Right? Yeah. He, uh, he, he, one of his stand-up routines was like, 
It's like when dad slaps mom across the kitchen table during yes. dinner. Yes. Yeah, like that's how I felt. I'm like, I was just kind of like, I got quiet. My buddy Matt was hanging out. <laughs> he got quiet. And we just kind of like, why was that guy like such a dick? Right. You know? Why is he so mad? Why is he so mad? He came with a cop and like his buddy. And like well, another not only that, but why did you, did you really need the police officer? Like, they what did he think was going to happen? With a, with a cop. Like, what do you think was going to happen? A police officer right? was there, and you could tell the police officer was like, "Why am I here?" Right? Because I was like super polite. I'm like, "Yeah, you know," like I guess some guy had come up to me and told me, "Hey, somebody got in trouble for revving their engine, so you might not want to do it." And I thought it was just some random guy trying to do me a solid. I'm like, right. "Thanks, brother. I'm going to do one more, and I'm and I'm done." Right. And that's exactly what happened. Right. Oh. Dude, that is loud back yeah. there. But, I'm hoping uh, that you guys can hear us talk over this because it's going to be going on for the next like half hour. I don't know. Can you? Can you even? Can you, Yeah. So, so I did one more, and then I turned off. I turned Kate off, and I was done. And I didn't even do it because of that guy. I just said, you know what? It is kind of like, it's. It always feels obnoxious, but right. people love it. So, especially at an event like this, revved it one more time, turned the car off, and I was done. Dude, 15, 20 minutes later. This guy rolls up. He's one of the main event coordinators, and I love the the main the owners of Formula D. Yeah, uh, Jim and Ryan, awesome guys. Me and Jim are friends, but uh, they've got some really good staff. We'll say really good staff. Okay? Right, right. They're doing their jobs. They, yeah. Those those guys are doing their jobs, like <laughs> like to a T, like above and beyond the call right, of duty. Like, right. Like served. Like so, homeboy comes up with backup plus an officer. Plus another guy kind of hanging out in the back of the wings. And you disrespect one of us. You disrespect all of us. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, who are you talking about? And I'm sorry I revved my engine. I'm not doing it anymore. And uh, long story short, turns out this guy that came up to me that looked like just a just a fan was actually one of the staff, but he never announced himself. And uh, so anyways. Well, what cracked me up, and again, we're not trying to poke fun at these guys or anything. They're doing they're doing their job. They're doing their job. But what cracked me up was the line. If you offend one of us, you offend all of us. And it was just like this total like movie line. Like I was looking for the cameras and I'm like, I'm like what I is going so, on? I'm you thought it was a prank. I did think you it was a prank. You thought he was prank. joking. <laughs> totally no, there did. was no jokes. I was like fully expecting like Arnold Schwarzenegger to come out from around the corner and be like, I'll be back. Right. <laughs> people like, people are happening? just not expecting it. Yeah. So, anyways, enough about that. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys want to hear about our shenanigans at this show, uh, but it was just bit. one of the, it was just one of those a little bit, right? It was just yeah. one of those moments where we're just like, is this really happening? Like, you got bigger problems. Like, rev his engine. <laughs> Let's move on, dude. We need an officer. So, but here. yeah. So, um, we're at the event. Good turnout. Good reception. Um, Great crowd, man. And, and everyone. Yeah, what I, I like. And I think uh, we're coming up on like what, like an hour left of the event. Yeah, uh, it's a beautiful day in Long Beach. I think you were right. They just finished top eight. They're gonna yep. take a break and they're gonna set up for the top four, which will probably end up being like the end of it. Um, but we've been here all afternoon. It's been pretty solid. So uh, let's talk about like. So we just came off of a nice, amazing trip up yeah. in Yosemite. Oh my gosh! Yeah, let's let's. Get you got to, to that. take Trucky. I got to take Trucky. Kate's having ball joint issues, so she stayed home. She had ball issues. Ball oh, shit. She, he, she, he, she had ball yeah, issues. Had yeah, had ball issues. Moving yeah. on. So <laughs> I got to take Trucky. Um, I got to play around with the GoPro that I just got too, which was really fun. I posted was that one crazy of the, mount that you made. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Talk about that mount. My, so I made this mount. I found this guy in YouTube. I was kind of Googling things, like creative ways to get the camera going. And this guy made this mount where it's literally just a rare earth like magnet. 17 bucks on Amazon. I spent another three bucks on a roll of um, this like super strong but thin rubber. 
and then uh, like a, like a tape almost, and then like some Gorilla Glue. And basically, I just made a, a magnetic mount that is like virtually impossible thing is to pull super off. Super strong. It's super strong. It's stupid strong. So I had it on the freeway. I had it on the hood. I had it on the roof. I had it like on the light bar mount. I had it all over the place, and I took a bunch of time lapse shots, um, and they came out pretty rad. So I'll be posting some yeah. of those. Yeah, those and came out pretty epic. Yeah, I mean like, that camera is like the Hero Sevens are awesome. I picked one yeah. up too. Yeah. yeah, way ahead of what they were. Not a like sponsor, five, just right. We just got some. No, and totally ordered stoked. online, showed up at my house paid full pop and it was totally worth it right um so yeah no not necessarily a plug for them but these cameras i used to have the hero one two three you know and, and so on and i stopped buying them because the reality was i just didn't use them in the footage you had to be like an editing expert to really pull the quality out of the footage and that just wasn't happening for me so um, i stopped using them but this one this one's dope and it's easy to use so we're actually using two of them right now we're gonna we're recording this episode just straight up recording it because you know a lot of you guys requested some video right. of of the podcast and some video audio so i'm gonna put those together you asked some... for it, my face and his right that's I, what I you get i don't know why that's Careful the whole what you point wish for. that's the whole point of doing a podcast is that right. you don't have to look at us but you guys I know want for sure a i got a face for radio yeah right i won't speak for you <laughs> you actually have a full head of hair <laughs> But the second camera, the second camera is taking a time lapse, and so that's also going to be pretty fun. So yep. we'll be look forward to using these on the trail and kind of documenting more of the adventures yeah, that we go on, sure. and using them to kind of um, add content for what we're for what the podcast is. Yep. So, anyways, we went to Yosemite. Um, a really good friend of ours. The whole the kind of the the reason our that buddy we Matt. went. Yeah, yeah, our buddy Matt um, got married. Uh, they he was engaged to this wonderful woman named Beth. Um, they were together they've been together for a while we were actually both there when they got engaged yep yeah so i mean we're yeah we went actually we would wow that was the yeah. hungry valley yeah that Mormon was Mormon. Trip. yeah hungry valley so that was we, like the first time i'd ever taken that was one of the first times we met the rig yeah that was the yeah. First, well, one of the first times we met yeah took the rig out i think i met you once before that yeah because shannon used and to it might have been a straight up like handshake like hey nice to meet you yep but yep. that's the first time that we actually hung out and we like really kind of talked. And the the Jeep was pretty new. Kate was still silver and still stock. Basically stock. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing yeah. done to her. Yeah. And it was pretty it was cool. So much fun. I remember the look on your face when you were doing obstacles. It was like a kid and you didn't want to stop. Right. You yeah. were like, what's next? Let's do this. Oh, I'm gonna do that one. Okay, I'm gonna do this one and I'm gonna go this way and I'm gonna get on this wheel yeah. and I'm gonna go <laughs> sideways. And it was just like <laughs> it was it was freaking You guys keep going, I'll catch up. Right. Yeah. It was freaking every obstacle at least twice that was kind of cool because we had a rescue on that trip oh yeah do you remember that oh my gosh do Dude, i remember that, that was ridiculous oh that what was, was that like a 45 degree hill somebody was, decided to take their like i would even say i would even venture that it was more than a 45 degree was pitch. it a grand cherokee it was a it was a no no it was a jeep compass compass yeah yeah of it, all things of all things like i mean don't get me wrong the balls I'm on those guys it had four-wheel drive but it was bone stock on rough terrain, this thing had, this thing had zero business being on this slope. And to paint a picture for to you, to get up as high as they did was like an effort. Yeah. So to paint a picture for you guys, we're at Gorman, and this thing is 45 degrees or at the base, right? And then it pitches solidly upwards to probably another 10 degrees, right? And it narrows, so it's like <laughs> so a funnel. Stupid. Yeah, it's like a funnel. It starts wide at the bottom, and then these two or three trail sections kind of like converge halfway up, and then to boot. It gets sandy. Yep. Like it gets real Dude, soft sand was, towards the middle. And then the last section. It was a side by side trail. It's just a complete single track. Or a that's a crawler track. One yeah, or the other. But totally. Like, I mean, honestly, I think that was made for motos. 
I you really do. So? Oh, totally. I could totally see like side or by side. Maybe a, yeah, maybe side but by side. Not not that thing. Dude. No, no. Any any standard four wheel drive had no business being on that trail, especially a stock one. And so these boneheads are coming up the right hand side, and you have to make a pretty hard left to get to the funnel to get to that last single track that goes up, right, or that double yep. track. And so what they decided was it was one way too steep. Yep. So these boneheads, instead of backing up, decided they were going to do a U-turn at the top of the hill. And Dude, I don't even know. Like, again, the balls on these guys. Oh, I don't even left, know if it was balls. I feel like it was just straight ignorance. Just stupidity? Yeah. Like, to go left uh, on trail, like, midway, like, actually, they were a little bit better than midway, but... I mean, oh, yeah. They were a good, like, 80% I don't up. even know how that made sense. It didn't. It made no sense. And then to make, and then to try and make a U-turn at that <laughs> angle, it, like, That's so honestly, the, the soft sand made it more dangerous. But in this particular instance, I think the soft sand saved them because it, it, it kind of caught them at the frame. And it prevented them from going any further on yeah. that U-turn. So they ended up only getting like a quarter of the yeah, way they, into their U-turn. They couldn't be susceptible to their own stupidity. Yeah, literally Mother Nature said, nope, too stupid, you're done. Like, <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. And so we were at the bottom and and a good 100 yards away, we found a nice little like spot where that we were going to have lunch at. Yep. And we were just watching this we're, happen. I mean, right? I feel bad. I mean, part of me was like, all right, when they're going to roll, right? Like I'm like watching this unfold. And so, it's like, there's nothing you could really do. I, I, and I, I couldn't take it anymore. Like I had enough. So I walked, I actually walked over to the base and I, and I yelled up at them and I said, this is a bad idea, guys. Do you need help? I said, do you guys need help? I go, because what you're doing is a big mistake. Yep. It's going to get worse. And I did that two or three times, all three times they said, nope, we're good. And I started walking back and we just kind of watched and took pictures and just kind of said there was another good Samaritan on the pre, bike right? we said pre-dial 911 basically because we knew it was gonna roll down the hill right someone was gonna get hurt because someone had to be in it to make all this happen Dude, right? out there you're not getting a cop on those no, trails no like, you're not or a tow really truck coming to help no you know? you're gonna get a helicopter at best Dude, and everything are, else you're is gonna staying. be a hundred grand deep easy into the rest easy like <laughs> so and your car staying there. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. It's expensive to be that dumb. So anyways, yeah, you're right. The guy in the motorcycle basically went up there and he started talking to him. He talked some sense into him and he came back down to us because he saw that we were trying to help. And he said, hey, they're more susceptible now. Like they're kind of like feeling the, the yep. pain of their position. Yep. And so, so we were like, help. yeah. And we were with our buddy, Matt. Right. I mean, Matt, he, can we can we just break down Matt real quick? So yes. Matt, I mean Matt used to have an amazing FJ. Like it was a FJ forty. It's an FJ forty, yeah. Forty. That was like Old fully Land built. Cruiser. Gorgeous, gorgeous rig. And then he's also has a two hundred series. Two hundred, a Land Cruiser two hundred series. That's full like Overland spec. Yep. And if you've seen him on Instagram or seen him with us, he's a white Land Cruiser that has the retro stripes on the back. Yep. Yeah, right? it's like the yellow, orange, yeah. and red. Yep. Yep. And and Matt Matt actually works for five eleven as well. Yep. Um, he he's a huge source of inspiration for me, especially in the Overlands. I mean, I, if it wasn't for Matt, this wouldn't even be this. Kate, totally. I wouldn't have Kate. I might I might have bought a Jeep, but I would not have been overlanding because I had, I wouldn't have known about it. Yeah. He he, we do like a yearly Calico trip, and he brought me into it. Yeah. And yeah. so Matt's been like pretty much like my sage, you know, within this world. Yep. Uh, kind of steering me right, like. Wouldn't have connected with Goose Gear if it wasn't for Matt. Yep. Like Matt has brought a lot to me and to my life in off-road and overland. So Matt, in general, huge and, credit. And, and you know, he's done that for a lot of people. Yeah, I'm totally not trying to blow smoke or anything like that. Like Matt, this is genuine, and this is actually—I don't want to fast forward and, and steal the thunder, but 
this is actually what was said a lot and echoed a lot during their wedding when we did toasts. Right. Yep. Right. And Matt is one of those people who is selfless and he is a wealth of information. This dude has done everything. Like That's this such guy, a huge talent. Yeah. This guy is like this episode will a be about Matt all, Frederick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a jack of all trades. Like I've never met someone that can do so many different things and do them well. And more importantly. He's one of those guys that inspires people around him to be better. Yeah. Like just ha- just knowing him and hanging out with him and seeing the, the 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 kind of the the line that he that he rides is is inspiring. So props to him. Absolutely. There's yeah. a reason that he's a friend of ours. He's a solid dude. Yep. So uh, so yeah. So we went out with Matt. The three of us jumped in his 200 series. And the reason was he was the only one at that time with a winch. Was that? Yeah, he was the only one that had a winch at That's that right. time. Yeah, he had, I mean, look, Matt, Matt, again, comes back to how long Matt's been in this, right. off-roading and overlanding. He just has everything. He yeah. has everything and anything you yeah. can need. And he knows want. how to use it, which is the best part. Yeah, yeah. he's a, like, like I said, the dude's the, the sage advisor. Yeah, to, of our group, uh, for sure. Yeah. So, sure. yeah, he had the winch, he had all the recovery gear, he had the, the snatch block, you know, yep, everything. everything. Everything we needed to get these guys out of a jam, yep. right? So we drove this thing up. And the guy in the moto is like, okay, follow me. There's a, there's a trail on the side that comes up kind of the spine, kind of, you know, the ridge of, of this of this hill. So we can come up the side instead of going up the way they went up because that wasn't happening, right? So we're, we're following the guy on the moto and this trail just begins to like progressively get narrower right. and narrower <laughs> and narrower. Pinstripes. And there's like, yeah. Oh, pinstripes is an understatement. There yeah. was like, we were basically at uh, at the trunk of these trees. Like Just we had, crashing through branches. Yeah, we had gone through the branches and at this point the trunks were like a good inch to an inch and a half round. Right. And they were just completely like gouging the side of the truck. And I'm like feeling so bad because I was one of the people that's saying, yeah, we should get involved, you know? And I'm saying this well, because it's not my truck driving up the hill. So we got we got to the guys. Yeah. And oh. I pull out. <laughs> I love this part. Yeah. I love this part. Ollie busts out his camera <laughs> and he points it right in the dude's face. And <laughs> he just. I'm like, do you accept liability for what we were about to do? Because we don't. Yeah. Do you want our help? You gotta say it on here. And yes he was or no. Like, and he was and he nodded and Ali's like, no, you gotta say it. Like, yes you gotta or no. verbally say yes or no. And finally, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, he was kind of cautious about even wanting to say yes. Oh, totally. Because yeah. he so knew I, that I he knew was it. on the I'm hook. I'm like, I'm all, dude, if your if your rig starts rolling down that hill, you're gonna try to blame us. So oh, I totally. wanted to make sure it was on camera. A hundred percent. If bad things that's happen, what happens, bro. that's what you're getting into. Yeah, if bad things happen, you have to know that we're in this together. Right. So, like, you're not going to come after me later on and be like, no, you made me do it. Uh-uh. Yeah, he had that moment where he was kind of contemplating oh, he, that. Oh, totally, like, because no. he, it got real. That's why. No, it yeah, got real. It was very real. And so... He was in a very real position. Oh, 100%. This thing was going to roll. Even the guy in the moto, he went down and he had his gear on and he kind of started... Put it this way. This hill was so steep that we had to basically, like, um, kind of hold on to the rope yeah. and... Ascend. Yeah, like I, like I grabbed Matt's winch rope. Yeah, had it around me. Yeah, and then slowly lowered down. Yeah, the hill. Yeah, because it was so steep. Yeah, it was like coming down. A, it was like literally like, like you see somebody coming down the side of a mountain. Like it was ridiculous. There was I still no can't. Way. I mean, I still can't believe we got him out. But yeah, that's that's getting ahead. So yeah, so basically went down there. 
we hooked him we up, devised a plan. We decided the best angle of attack because it wasn't just about bringing him up; it was also preventing him from rolling as we brought him up. Because there was a big chance of that. A big chance yeah, of that. Even pulling him up with the winch, right. He could have easily gone over. And more importantly, we only have one one point of contact, right? right? We only have one winch, one winch vehicle. So that means that you know we can't like bring the ass end around, or we can't pull it and counterweight it with something else. Correct. Like it's just one vehicle, one anchor point. Yep. So we want, and we don't want anything bad to happen to Matt's vehicle, right? So. We kind of devised a plan, uh, hooked up the snatch block so we can get a little more leverage, and you know hooked it up to both vehicles, and then started pulling. And the guy got behind the wheel. We were guiding him up, and little by little, man, it, the, it was he sliding. Up, we were giving it some gas, and yeah, he got up. And that was it. That was it. We but got, that's Matt. That's Matt. That's Matt. Matt that's, is like always like so five eleven. Always be ready. Like. Matt has embodied yeah. that spirit. I mean, he's been with he's been with Five Eleven for like fourteen years. Oh, he's been there, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Um, he's probably like the longest standing next to our CEO, I think, uh, at Five Eleven. Yeah, that's so pretty awesome. Yeah, Matt's. Yeah, he's he's the real deal. And he's so, actually one of the first people I met when I started doing this, um, way yeah. back, like you know, three years ago. Seems like he's got a lot of those stories. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's he's a good dude, and like he's one of the founding members of Overlanding. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the beginning, for sure. So. Um, yeah, we were at his wedding. So we were at his wedding, and we went to Yosemite. And I don't know, Ali, for you, if it was... Have you you've been there before? Yeah, once. Okay, so yeah. for me, and, and Shannon, actually, it was our first time. Oh, really? Oh, totally. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I grew I up that. in San Diego, and it was, like, probably the... It was... Well, no, it was certainly the first time that I'd been there, and which is a total shame. Like, I grew up in San Diego, grew up in California. I lived here my whole life. And never once actually bothered to make the trek right. up to up to Yosemite, which is a total shame. And it took Matt getting married <laughs> to, to drag us up there. Right. And well, oh, my God. Couldn't have asked for a better weekend either. Oh, the weather was fantastic. I was in a T-shirt all day Saturday. You guys you guys got up on Thursday, too, right? Yeah, we like got up on us. Thursday. You guys got up there a little bit later. Well, no. no, you got up there early, but you didn't meet up with us until later. We went straight to our place because we, we got an Airbnb. Um, in Yosemite West, and you guys were staying at the lodge down in the valley. Right. And so we kind of we went to the we went to our Airbnb first. We unloaded, um, kind of got settled, and because it was a long drive, right? You know, it's you know seven hours, seven and a half hours, and we got settled, and then we went to go meet you guys. And I gotta say, like when we got there, it was daylight, and we were driving at night. So the surprise for Friday was even bigger because we drove into the park at night. So you didn't even see what you were getting into. Didn't even see what we were getting into. So let me tell you guys, like and. Well, one thing, one the only thing that I did see that blew my mind was the tunnel. Right. Because I'd never you seen that. You went through that at yeah, night. Yeah. Which is a trip. Yeah. And no, I was a just trip like, during the day. And I was like, this thing is forever long. It's amazing. It reminds me of going into Zion. So you go through yeah. Zion and you got that big tunnel as yeah. well. It's, a, it's the same kind of tunnel. Like totally. Raw rock, like yep. all around just, you. Yeah. Like it, it makes it like a little bit psychologically better when it, you see like the the kind of tiled. It does. You know walls, but. When you see like just, just bare, the rock, just bare rock, all you yeah. picture in your head is that stuff just coming straight down on top or of you. That you're just like it's somehow awesome. driving into the center of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> but so what you didn't see coming in, which is like the big scenic view, is right before you get to the tunnel, there's this like uh, massive shoulder on the on the left side driving towards the the village. Right. Um, right. That is probably one of your best views. Now there's another view once you get through the tunnel, right, but that's tunnel really touristy. Yeah. So you get a lot of people parking there. You're, you're talking about for, the view before the wall, where the stone wall is. Well, right, there's a turnout. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I know right exactly before the tunnel, about. there's a there's a stone wall. You probably saw it on your way out. 
We actually stopped there at night on the way oh, out cool. to check out the stars. Oh, nice. Un- un- unknowing of where we were. Because you got Glacier Point, I believe. It's the I first believe. stop after the tunnel when you're coming out. It's the first place you can pull off right. after the tunnel. And we didn't know where we were. We just wanted to check out the stars. So we stopped and we were just kind of like stargazing, hanging out for and 10 or 15 minutes. the stars are amazing too. Oh right my there. gosh. There's but, like, but yeah. what you see on that on that overlook is you see the valley. Yep. And then right between the valley, you see Half Dome. Yep. I mean, it's it's probably anybody who owns a Mac and has like updated their like OS to like, you know. Right. <laughs> oh, that go. guy's in so much trouble. Oh, yep. He's in trouble. Uh, did you hear that? He's in trouble. Uh, no. I guess, well, no, sorry. This is my geek moment. But if you upgrade it to Mojave, you don't have it anymore. But whatever. But like, when you had El Capitan. When you had El Cap. So yeah. you, you would see this view and that's like everybody's view that's your desktop that's your desktop yeah. and it is just it's just as amazing on that desktop as it is in real life if not yeah, more i would say that the one thing and we that, had waterfalls oh my gosh waterfalls galore Dude, because all the snow melt is happening right now ridiculous there's like waterfalls everywhere and i didn't know this but i, I figured this out later when we were um kind of wandering the valley on saturday or actually no friday it was right after the wedding but before the reception yeah. we were wandering around the village and we went into the uh, ansel adams gallery and one of the we got to talking to one of the guys that works there who was insanely helpful and really all kind those of, guys want to talk oh to my you. gosh he was like pointing us to all the best spots to take pictures and avoid major crowds which by the way there were none like there were no major crowds it was awesome um it's before season which is fantastic and it was he was telling us some history telling us where to get shots and we ended up you know going to get some of those shots of El Cap and, and Half Dome and Bridalville Falls right. and all this stuff. And it was just like, it's inspiring. Like, you can't take a bad picture there. Like, right. It's just, no, I mean, look, <laughs> anywhere you go, you're guaranteed a view. Yeah. You're guaranteed an amazing backdrop. Yeah. Like, whether you're in the woods or you've got the mountains behind you, like the valley behind you, like, it's just, it's just awesome. Yeah. yeah. You really... The one thing that I'll say that no picture can can even come close to touching is just the awe, like the the size of scale in that place when you're standing on the valley floor yep. in one of the meadows and you're looking up at like El Cap or you know Yosemite Falls or you know Half Dome. It's there's a size of scale that you're just you never felt so small. And at the same time, so connected yep. to everything around you. Yep. It's like truly being in nature, even though there's like a lot of people, like a lot of tourists yeah. or whatever, um, you don't feel like it's totally encroaching on your experience. Uh-uh. Like, like it's so big and so like, just like majestic yep. that it's like, there's enough space for everybody to get their, their and there's like, connection. Like this, this common understanding that you're all there for the same reason, right? Yep. You're all there to experience like this you know, nature at its best. Yeah, you're not you're not getting like a family up there who's like throwing their trash on the ground and right. like, like everybody seems to have a pretty like uh, uh, reverent uh, attitude towards the space. Right, right, yeah. yeah it's not your normal weekend up in Big Bear. Right? No, it's definitely yeah. not. Like, and especially, and you know what? That was actually really refreshing considering, you know, the last probably six months with the government shut down and all the bad news that you've been hearing about people. Right. And, in parks and state parks and you know with the you know all the trash and all that stuff it was really kind of it was good to see it was you know to see people really kind of enjoying enjoying national parks for what they were intended so two things we uh we stayed at the valley lodge which Mm -hmm. is awesome it's a 
It's a series of basically kind of like condos, right. two-story condos. Um, but oh, they pods. are two stories. Shannon and I were actually talking about that. Well, we were... no, they're two stories, but like one unit's below, oh, one unit's it. above. Got so it, got it. the unit itself isn't two stories unless they have some like major suite that I don't know about. Right. Um, but it was really nice. The rooms were really nice. And again, it's it's more of like the budget one compared to the Majestic Hotel, which right. was where Matt stayed for his wedding night. But dude, even when you go out on your patio, you look up and you got the valley. So yeah, you're there. Yeah, you're there. Literally, you're there, and uh, you know you've got wildlife all around you. It's it's gorgeous, so you can't go wrong no matter where. And our first time out in Yosemite, we stayed in the village. Okay. And they've got so they've got a couple of different ways. They've got these tents that are awesome. You have oh, a, the yurts. Yeah, the yurts. Right. Yeah. So there's there's a couple of different versions. There's ones where uh, they're heated, non-heated. You've got cots in there, like four beds. Um, so a family of four. They're fine. Yep. Yep. And then we stayed in these little like bungalows, kind of cabin style. Like they're like they're connected cabins. Yeah. So we stayed in these cabins and I think there's one other tier that they have in the village. The village is awesome because you're truly kind of like in the middle of like the dirtbag climbers and <laughs> the the vacationers, the tourists, whatever. Like everybody's kind of mixed together. Yeah. And it's a really cool vibe. And there's a solid pizza joint right there. Yes. Like bomb ass pizza. Yes. Like great beer selection. Are you talking about base camp? Base camp, yeah. 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 Like like uh, not where we met up with you and Shannon, but actually in the village. So oh, okay. So there's another pizza joint there, actually. Yeah. yeah. Got it. So got it, got it. We met up at base camp, right? The first time? When we first met up on, with you, on me and the day, Ash. the day of the wedding. Yeah. No, that wasn't base camp. Okay. That was in the village, but it was called uh, something deli. Okay. Like some deli. So maybe you don't were. Get, don't there's get a, a big. Uh, there's a big huge patio. Pro tip: If you're in the village, and we'll get the name, and you're by this deli, it's right by the Ansel Adams um, Gallery. So that's it's easy to find. Don't order a pizza there. It took like literally, that's where we met you guys. Yes, it yeah. literally took half an hour to get a pizza. It was ridiculous. Not so great. And there was no line. Yeah. So <laughs> don't get a pizza there. If if you go to Base Camp, which is at the lodge, that place is good. I, every we ate there multiple times. Had multiple plates from breakfast to dinner, and they're all delicious. And they're all delivered at a regular amount of time. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah the one at Base Camp is awesome. Yeah. Base yeah. Camp is is delicious. Yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah. It is so good. I know we talk about food a lot on this. But we do talk about food a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, though. That's 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 a occu- hey, like you know part of the occupation. Got to fuel the yeah. beast. Um, so there's there's the Valley Lodge, and then yeah, the Majestic. The Majestic is, I mean, every shot inside the hotel and outside the hotel gorgeous. is just picturesque and beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's where he had his reception at. Yeah. It was it was rad. I would say the bar service is a little snooty. A little bit. Felt like they, uh, they like the rules, man. Felt like grade school a little it bit. Did. Yeah, like if you get out of line, single file line. Like, well, there's nobody in here. If like, you get out of line, I mean, literally out of line. He, they'll, they crack the whip. I'm like, we're all together. Are you paying together? Well, no, but we're just kind of hanging out. So I'm talking to him while we're waiting. Like, yeah, they, yeah. He's like, matter. everyone single file. I'm like, yep. oh wow, dude, this is a bar, right? Like, I feel like I was gonna go to some of the principal's office. It's kind of funny. It's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. funny. Yeah. But, uh, but the majestic was gorgeous. I think the rooms there go around for like six, five hundred, six hundred bucks, bucks a night. Yeah. So that's why we went to Valley Lodge. I think our room was like two sixty. So yeah. that's kind of the range you're looking at uh, for those type of accommodations. We if got a go, killer deal. Ours was only like hundred and twenty-five, I think, or hundred nice. thirty a night for the B and B for the Airbnb. Yeah. And this place was awesome. Like it was beautiful. It was. It was. It was 
really, really comfortable. Um, so if anybody wants a place to stay, um, I'd be happy to recommend this place to people. Just shoot me a DM Def- if you're definitely an option. Definitely and then- an option. The only drawback, and for us it wasn't a drawback, but it may be depending on the experience you're looking for. Um, it's 30 minutes outside of the valley floor because it's a good 10 miles and the right. roads are like 25 miles an hour. So it is a little bit of a haul, but we didn't mind because we kind of felt like we got to leave kind of the chaos and yep. the happenings of the valley and go have our own little retreat in the mountains. And so it was pretty good. But And then, so there's that option. So right. those three, and then also like we talked, base camp. Yeah. Like, and you're still in the park, by the way. That Airbnb is still inside the park. Sure, yeah. So you're, it's, you're it's still in Yosemite. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but uh, like I said, there's the yurts, uh, there's the little cabins, and and for those you're looking in the hundreds. Yeah. So it's yeah. cheaper, cheaper out there, and you get the full, the full experience. Right, right. Uh, bears and all. Bears and all. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's really awesome. Uh, you got you got options, and then yeah. so I did a little scouting, and I found a, a couple cool campsites, and one that stood out for me was uh, Wawona, oh, which yeah. is just about 20 minutes outside That's of the just outside like, of the park on your way out or yep. on your way in it's on the banks of the merced river yeah dude you're on the river you're for on, some of these yes. campsites yes so, highly recommend looking into that because there's spots where you could park your rig and actually deploy your tent oh totally if you wanted to do the overland thing or you could just set up a normal tent whatever yep um Oh, there but, goes that yeah, Bronco. Gorgeous. There goes that Bronco. Gorgeous. Oh, that thing is a, that's a dream. You hear it? That's the Bronco. Some guys leaving the car show. And it's a Supra behind them that's making all that other racket. These guys are all revving as they're leaving this car I show. I am definitely revving on the way out of here. <laughs> yeah. There goes a BMW. Look at this I mean, thing. It's a freaking car show. It is. It's and, a freaking car and show. And it's a Formula D car show. So it's like, you know, of course you're going to have... I'm sorry, did the volume of my blow-up valve like exceed these drip cars going at 1,200 horsepower around this track? My bad. That's a rad-looking one right there. What yeah, is that? I mean, what it's is all that? kinds. If you like, if you like cars, this is uh, definitely That's a cool thing to check out. Wow. I, I will say that. though, actually, there's a there's a cars and coffee out in uh, San Clemente. Oh yeah. Yep. So anybody yep. local to the San Clemente area, I think it's on what Saturday mornings. It's on Saturday mornings. Dude, yeah. talk yeah. about like that thing packs. Like half of the entire parking lot. Yes. For the cycle mini outlets. And it's like everything from like sports cars to show cars to supercars. To rigs. To, yeah. 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 Occasionally you get some rigs. I think Rebel shows up yep. with some of their Jeeps every once in a while. Yep. I definitely like, want to hit one of those. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Pretty for sure. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, so anyway, so Yosemite was, was yeah. a blast. We had Yosemite a great time awesome. there. Um, I took a ton of pictures. One of the cool things is, um, so I haven't seen it yet. Um, but you know, obviously, it's it's kind of been a big deal lately. Is the the whole that the Netflix uh, movie or film documentary of the guy that climbed, that uh, free climbed, um, El Cap? Oh, are you talking about Alex Honnold? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a big deal. I haven't watched it yet. I plan on watching it uh, actually this weekend. Free and solo. Yeah. Yep. Free solo. And we went to go shoot. I went to go shoot with Shannon. and went to go shoot El Cap um, at sunset. And there was two dudes climbing. El Cap, and yeah, we didn't even like know it specs. for the first like 30 minutes. <laughs> we, you feel this is what this is what's amazing to me is that you feel like you're really close to this mountain, right? Because it's literally right in front of you, and it's your entire field of view. Like it's just gigantic, and you feel like you're really close, but you're not. You're yep. so not close you're to so it. So far away. Yeah, still. you're so far away. We're looking at the at at the rock face, and there was this tiny little black speck about the size of an ant literally literally like you looking down at the ground at an ant is what this guy looked like and and it was just 
Like, and I didn't even know it was there until he went like full spread eagle. Like he looked like a tick on the side of this mountain. And I, Shannon busted out the binoculars <laughs> and she's like, there's two guys on the mountain, on the, on you the wall. You could see them. You could see the binoculars. Them. And they just started to kind of, they were, they were on their way down That's and they so were about rough. halfway when we saw them. And I, uh, I took some pictures and so we'll post some of those too, because I took some rad pictures of them. Um, and they're just, they're still kind of small in the photographs. Which I really like. It's kind of like a Wells, oh, like a Where's Waldo situation. So um, sorry, I, I took a step away. I was talking to Randy over at KC because yeah, yeah. I think he was interested in coming on. Oh, and possibly one of the other guys who brought out there. So there's a raptor here. Yeah, um, I can here. There's a raptor. I'm gonna if anybody's watching on video, he calls it the Toverlander. Yeah, there so he go. tows he tows his toys with this, and he also has the tan and kind of set up for uh overlanding right right yeah, so that was we are here with kc over here exactly yeah. exactly so that was yosemite um really good time we drove home on sunday i think you left on saturday huh we gosh what was it we left uh we left saturday yeah yeah, yeah so i had my whole sunday i wanted to stay the extra day uh, my wife had to work yeah yeah so you know, we we spent that day Saturday kind of wandering around. We did some we did some fun pictures at Yosemite Falls. Yep. Like yep. We we kind of walked there with we'll the, have to post know. those too. Yeah, yeah, dude. The best part for me was that little girl. We were so we were we were goofing off. There was this fallen tree, and we were goofing off, and we were doing like this kind of like marching thing. And we were just being totally stupid. And uh, Ollie's wife was was videotaping us too. She was doing like a boomerang. Or yeah, something she's on doing, she's like boomerang <laughs> crazy that day. Yeah, <laughs> and so but. I mean, we're grown ass man, right? And we're doing this like goofing off on on this dead tree trunk, and this little girl who was probably like eight, nine years old. She, we were. I don't think we nailed it on the first take. And I said, we're. I said we should do it again. And she heard me, and she was like, Yeah, Waiting do it again, it. So do funny. it again. Her family wanted to go see Yosemite Falls, and she was like dragging them, like, No, I want to see these guys do this again. I didn't think it was that entertaining. She was better off seeing the falls. We, yeah, totally. But yeah. we made her day, which is, I, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Was Actually, like, my girl's... favorite part of that entire wedding was showing up Thursday night, hanging out with everyone at the at the Valley Lodge bar yeah. with, with the bride and groom to be, and then realizing that we were parked in a 15-minute spot. And this is after we, me and Ashley had had some drinks yeah. and gone some food. Yeah. And so we left to go take the park the car properly, and we were going to come back. I guess when we got back, we ended up, uh, Matt ended up getting stuck with the bill because they thought we weren't coming back. Oh. And so he paid, he paid for like the $78 whatever bill. <laughs> so I was you the suck. best man. The best man ends up putting the the groom to work. Yeah, that was that was my moment of the night. I didn't even, I totally forgot <laughs> the other bit. So apparently, so Shannon and I drive up there and we, you know, Ollie calls us and says, hey, we're all hanging out at the bar, yep. come down. So we drive down to the bar and which is how all this started, right through the tunnel and all that. and. Apparently, Beth had no idea we were coming. Yeah, and that she was. Like, you she, were the wedding crushers. She totally freaked out. She was like, "Oh my god, are you serious?" She's like, "Are you serious? Are you serious?" She. It was That's like she was stuck. So funny. And her eyes were like as big as saucers. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Well, yeah, she was. It. it was the. It was like this moment <laughs> of excitement and panic all right. at the same time. Yep. And it was. It was hilarious. And I mean, she was super stoked. Obviously, I mean, we know Matt, and we were friends, and we told him we were going. But apparently that that word never. You told got back. Matt you were going. Yes. it just didn't get back it's, to back. Exactly, and so. So you literally crashed the wedding. And so that whole weekend we were wedding crashers, and even like your wife, she put on the back of my name card for the table we were sitting at. <laughs> she put the wedding crasher. <laughs> Talking <laughs> shit. The whole time it yeah. was hilarious. 
So I'm keeping that name tag forever, by the way. <laughs> That's like my little memento of, of the weekend. So yeah, Yosemite was a blast, man. I had, I had such a good time there. I'm definitely going back. I'm ashamed of myself for that being my first time. But at the same time, I'm so glad that that was my first time because yeah, it is all inspiring. It was, and, and it was a good friend's wedding. Like it was, yep. there's so much that it was such a weekend filled with so many unique experiences that I think if I had done it any other way, there's no way that it would have meant as much to me as it right. did this time. Yeah, for sure. So up oh, some guys checking out the Jeep yeah. right now. He's there like, they're like digging through and all he's like wanting to get up and go over there and walk over. <laughs> Whereas the, the car show thing is still going on and Kate is like doors open. There's a open. ton of people leaving yeah. and ton and, of people milling about. Yeah, they're so. milling around. And so like everyone in Kate is like a constant magnet, right? So people kind of like wander and are like wanting to see things. So yeah, coming back full circle. I mean, it was the, the conversations that were had today were really cool. I wasn't expecting as much interest in the off-road space. Yeah. But there were actually a few fans that came out just to see Kate. That's pretty I had rad. posted and they're like, oh, we, we saw your post that we came. I'm like, holy shit. That's okay, pretty cool. Rad. Thanks. Yeah. Got some pictures with uh, some of them. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's kind of been where we've been the last couple of weeks and what's been happening with us. Um, we've got some big stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks, too. Um, I mean, we're still trying to shake down Easter Jeep Safari. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that was a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. I know last episode <laughs> we had mentioned that Magnaflow was... Uh, Taking us up, but Magnaflow ended up changing the direction that they were even approaching uh, Easter Jeep Safari. So, yeah, it put us on the outs, which sucks. But whatever, we're still gonna Shit try happens. and go. Yeah, and if we can go, we'll go. And if we can't, we'll figure out something else to do. At least we have time, right? We're so. thinking about actually hitting up camping Monday night. Yeah, doing a trail with Warren on Tuesday because yep. we got invited out to their uh, to their official trail ride, which is pretty rad. That is pretty rad. And then uh, potentially hitting back Wednesday and. Yep. getting back to work before easter yep yep which is actually not not terrible because then that leaves us our weekend still kind of free so i'm i'm thinking that that's actually a pretty good thing that we can go knock this thing out during the week have some midweek fun and uh then come back do some work and go right back into a weekend again i mean so. i don't i don't even know what to expect with moab honestly like so i'm kind of excited kind of like apprehensive what i'm really excited about is uh uh, Overland West Expo. So the Expo. Expo West, yeah. So we're both going to Expo West. Um, we're gonna do podcasts from Expo right. West. Yep. We're gonna record a few episodes, I think. And um, you know, honestly, I think I'm gonna throw this out there. I haven't even talked to Ollie. I'm just throwing this out there on the top of my head, so he may hate me for this. But if you guys are listening and you're gonna be at Expo West, I would. We would love to talk to you. Yeah. Like just yeah, swing not? by, no. say what's up. Let's do it. You know, and even if you don't, even if it's not about like being on the podcast, if you we have questions, yeah. If you have questions or you want to just kind of see what's up, come by. Like I want to. Maybe we can. Uh, maybe we can post on Instagram, kind of like when we're planning on recording. Totally. And then coordinate so people, if they want to swing by during the event, totally, they can come on, talk about their rig. You know. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Talk about things they love, things they're doing, what they're doing, their build. All that kind of stuff, you know. Let's get to know you, and that's that's gonna be. I think that'd be pretty rad. Yeah, you know, uh, one thing real quick, not to go totally back, but one thing that I was having a hard time with in Yosemite was. So I was driving my wife's uh, VW All Truck, and I keep passing Jeeps on the road, and I would feel oh, my fingers yeah. twitch because you want to <laughs> do your Jeep wave, and you're not driving the but Jeep. I'm not driving a Jeep, <laughs> and I think one point I did, and the guy kind of like looked at me weird. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm not driving the Jeep, and it kind of, it kind of made me laugh. Uh, 
I was thinking about like, yeah, like kind of totally do. It's like getting, by the way, if I don't know what Jeep this wave. is, I don't know what this is going to sound like. And I don't want to hear story because it's getting super loud. All it these cars, yeah. like everyone is leaving right now. And we're like probably a good People 20, are filing out. we're probably a good 20 feet away from the exit. So we're super close and I don't know what this is going to sound like. So it's I'm hot sorry. dogs, pretzels, and the exit. Right yeah, here. so I'm really sorry if this is insanely obnoxious on your end. But anyway, this is probably not a sound <laughs> that you'll hear on our podcast ever again. Too often. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say never. Yeah, we may be at an event like this one day, but few and far between. Right. For sure. Right. So, anyways, continue. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty loud. So, <laughs> so all these Jeep wave. He's got to tell you. Okay. I don't want to steal your thunder, but tell them about your rating system. <laughs> because this to so, me is hilarious so the rating system so you know there's all kinds of jeeps and it goes it goes from everyone from like the uh, the bone stock like, right right sport to the rubicon to the guy who's got it lifted on like 35s 37s or um you know the dude with the the dude with the rooftop tent or do I, do I need to speak up a little bit? A little bit. I, yeah. So I, I realized that I didn't even realize I was doing this until I kind of like kind of figured it out that I was actually doing this. But I would see like the stock Jeep and I'd raise a finger. And then I'd see a like a single the, finger. Single finger. Yeah. And then I'd see like the guy with like a little bit more fixed up like kind of rig. Right. Two fingers right. would be up. Right. Like somebody like me. And then I'd see the full on crawler and I'd do the horns. Oh, wow. Like, like off the steering yeah, wheel. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess it's kind of like my own little rating system that I kind of <laughs> put together. And it's honestly, it's it's more of a funny thing than a, and a true thing. But yeah, yeah. So, so just a, so you know, a little you, bit of a rating system. If you come across Ollie on the trail or just driving around and you and he throws one of these fingers patterns at you, you <laughs> you have been effectively judged. No, <laughs> you've been, ju- I don't you've know. been judged. He's he has seen you. He has waited and judged and given you a one, two, three, or the horns. And then, like, you know, there's the guy where I'll put a couple fingers up and he doesn't respond, so the middle finger goes up. No, I'm kidding. Oh. No. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't happen, but that's still yeah. pretty funny. Um, yeah, the FJ world, man, I will say I got more waves in Yosemite than anywhere else. Right? Because I feel like people there. I think it's part of like driving country roads and then driving national parks. Like you're all kind of like it's your people, so they kind of understand that you're that you're gonna wave and they wave back. Yeah. But when you're like on a city street and you're like away from that, no one waves. Right. No one waves. So it's it is kind of weird to me because I grew up driving Corvettes and cor and those guys waved at each other all the time. Yeah. Like everyone's, when I, everyone's got their wave, right? Right. Right. So when I had a Corvette, it was it, you waved to everyone. That had, and they wave back, right? The FJ, not so much. Partially because the FJ is just weird. Like, yeah. the FJ is two people. It's off-roaders and middle-aged women. Yep. Like, it's it's the weirdest thing. Yep, that's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like back when I had a Subaru. Yeah. Similar, like, young kid or old people. Right, who are, right. Like, driving the Impresas. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But, well, uh, so, like, those little, those little, like, things that are unique to you, uh, one of the things that brings to mind that brings to mind is uh, the license plate. So oh, yeah, I know I yeah, have a personalized yeah. plate, but you do too. Yep. I always wondered. Yours is like license to uh, license to ill. License to ill. So tell me yeah. about that. So to me, I have two kind of like major. In I guess I've always been super into music, right? That's kind of been ever since I was a little kid, and 
you know, I think music plays a pretty influential role in most people's lives growing up, um, especially and even and even culturally. Right. So to me, I had two major influences. Right. Number one was the Beastie Boys. When I discovered the Beastie Boys, like total, world. total game changer, <laughs> right. my world. And you know what? I may not, I may not sound like it. And sometimes maybe I don't act like it, but, but I am very, I'm, I am very much an, an against the grain kind of person. Um, I don't like authority. <laughs> I don't like being told what to do. Right. And I will do the opposite if it means that if, if, if it means I win, like, you know, Op- opposite. I think that's called oppositional defiance disorder. It's <laughs> called ODD. It's a literal oppositional defiance disorder. Yeah. So, we've diagnosed. Fred we've di- Thanks. I've been psychoanalyzed the podcast. ODD. So, um, but seriously, like that was. I, I felt like finally I, I identified with something. And plus, who can't like someone who literally fought for your right to party? So stupid. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. If you if you do not like the Beastie Boys, you're broken. Yeah. Like just straight up, yeah. right? The second major influence for me, musically speaking, and just kind of culturally, because I definitely identify more with the counterculture than the culture. So than the cultural norm for me is Rage Against the Machine. I can't tell you how much I've listened and like I've been to Rage Against the Machine shows, and it is. Kind of that, stuck with you. Oh, that is a whole other experience, man. It is a different world in in the best way possible. Like to me, it is everything that needs to be said in one place. So it's it's pretty rad. So my license plate is uh, Large LA, and uh, a lot of people ask me like, "What's Large LA?" Large LA. It's not Large LA. <laughs> it's Large LA, and there's a space in the damn license plate. Right. Whatever. So. It started off as like more of like a, um, it was going to be like more of like an art project where I was going to interview and showcase different artists on my website for Large LA. And then I had also gone like the Large SF, uh, Large LB. So it was going to be like a city-based like okay. kind of regional thing. Got it, yeah. Where it was like a place for artists to kind of like get highlighted and whatnot. And I see. Actually, it started off, I mean, I had a clothing company also called Large LA. Uh, which had the same kind of like thing to it, like where it would be like large SF, whatever. Right. And I was starting to do collabs with artists. So I got my buddy like Pache One, who was like from this crew called Lords back in the day. He did like, I don't know if anybody knows tribal clothing, but he did the original tribal clothing logo. Okay. And he had collaborated with me back when I had a clothing company called Gooding Clothing, which was like a charity based thing. And then when Large LA came out, he was going to collaborate on that. Got it. Had another artist from Germany called Mark uh, Remling, uh, G-H-L-E-M-I-N-G. Amazing artist, does a lot of 3D stuff. He came on board. So it was starting to roll, but then, you know, it's a full-time gig and I already had a full-time job. So kind of went by the wayside. So Large LA then became my kind of personal creative outlet. And so anything I do creatively, whether it's the Jeep or my art, goes under kind of like the Large LA flag. So Got it. That's where my license plate came from, and it's stuck, and I and I like it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think you know you see it a lot um, in overlanding the the personal plates, the vanity plates, right? And a lot of them are pretty obvious, right? You're they're overlanding related, right? Um, I chose to not go that route, as as did yeah, you, same. Yeah. right? Like I chose to make it more of an expression of myself um, and kind of my roots. Obviously, if I could put um, Rage Against the Machine and the Beastie Boys on one plate, I would have, but 
not yep. possible. So I chose the Beastie Boys. I was really surprised that License to Ill was not taken. Yeah. Um, like, okay, you know, I'll take it. Yeah. And for those that don't know, the reason it's License to Ill is, well, one, apparently um, the state of California did not like the other album names. Okay. Because they thought it was um, uh, lewd and lascivious. Sure. I got a rejection letter. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the obvious one, you can't use Hello Nasty. Okay. That just really? doesn't work. Yeah. Huh. That doesn't work. Um, I tried uh, an iteration of Sabotage. That really? didn't work. Yeah. Um, so I ended up... We do live in California. I know. I did, And that makes no sense to me. Um, I ended up with License to Ill, um, and it's... Which is really interesting because I actually have a cop friend who was really surprised because he thought that could be interpreted as license to kill, right? So oh. because the IL. Got so, it. anyways, um, I ended up with license to ill, which is really meaningful to me because that's their first album. Yep. So it worked out perfectly. But I think you know a lot of there's a lot of overlanding related plates, which is cool, right? I mean that's it's it's yep. more for the, for the truck, but yep. I I like the ones that are more of a challenge to associate. Right. Like you have to think about yeah, it. Or you have to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't do a lot of inside stuff here. So no, we don't. We try to put it all out there. Yeah. Yeah. We're about an hour. So you guys hopefully got a kick out of this episode. <laughs> and then next episode, we'll be uh, sitting with Alan. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So this episode is brought to you by Casey Highlights. Casey Highlights. The lights you want to choose for your overland and off-roading Lighting adventures. your adventure. No, I mean, Let's Casey, they're again. our boys. Um, every single time we go out with these guys, we have such an amazing time. Yeah. And the reception from the crowds, always positive, always great. And the lighting, I mean, I've had nothing yeah. but good times. I mean, it does everything I need it to yeah, do. Yeah, I, I have. And it's super not, dependable, super bright. And I have no reason to say this other than out of respect you didn't even get anything from i didn't i I paid for my lights (laughs) yeah you know and but and i i I made the decision as a consumer to buy this particular setup because it was fantastic it worked out for exactly my needs and you know what nothing nothing again no reason to say this one of the biggest reasons i bought those lights was because of brad at trail recon yeah because brad is responsible for a lot of casey's but you know what you know what did it for me which is the one thing that no one else did is he went out at night and did a drone shot of the beam pattern. I remember that. Yeah, he, and he, that, he installed his lights and then he did the nighttime. Yep. Only only Brad would be so like thoughtful in, in creating his review that he would think about the importance of your beam pattern yep. and then go document it. And because, show you guys. Yep. Because that was the one thing that I was looking for when I was shopping for lights is I didn't want my rig to be covered in lights. I didn't want right. like 18 lights on the front of my truck. I wanted as, as few lights as possible to be as effective as possible. And that's really what did it. So for me, that was KC. The choice was easy. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's I think that's a great uh, way to sum up KC. Just yep. awesome company, vetted, tried, true, tested. Yep. Yeah, all that. So, so super stoked to always be part of what KC does. And, uh, and yeah, and then who else do we have? We got Rig Supply. Rig Supply. R-I-G-D Supply. Uh, find them at rigsupply.com. Um, they've been a supporter of us. I've actually... Right before this trip, when I got their finally got their hitch extension. Yeah, we've been talking about. I was that, able to yeah. put my Rhino rack, bike rack, my dual bike rack on the rig. Yep. Um, yep. Works good. Uh, it's funny because rigs the kind of company that don't put stuff on rigs, and right. then take a look at how it works and how yeah. it truly functions. And they're like, oh, you know what? If we added a two-inch drop, you'd be able to clear like your big-ass tire carrier. Right. So through doing that, they're actually uh, going to give me 
uh, when they come out with it, they're going to give me the one with the two inch drop. Right. So it's like a kind of an elbow. Right. Uh, so I'll be running that and that'll allow me to open up my swing out and uh, clear that big 37 inch tire plus the Evo uh, cage that's around it. Yep. Yep. So definitely so, check them out. Um, like like Ali said. You're going to uh, be doing a test fit with them soon yep. with the Ultra Swing. Yeah, yep. we'll be test fitting the Ultra Swing on the FJ, on the FJ Cruiser, yep. which is also really cool because that'll allow me to actually use my door um, with a bike rack attached, which right now I can't if a bike is on it. So uh, big things ahead, I think, and yep. it, it's it's right up my alley. So Yeah, so uh, I think that does it. So yeah, on that note, from Ali and Frank, make sure you check us out on the social medias. If you're on Instagram, at Rig for Dirt, same thing on Facebook. Um, one thing that is crucially important to us, and I don't want to beg, but I'm going to anyway, is if you're whatever platform you listen to us on, especially iTunes, uh, is feel free to go on there and give us a rating. If you yep. think we're worth the five stars, drop it. It's even more valuable if you drop a message and tell us how awesome you think it is um, sure. or any feedback that you've got for us. And otherwise, uh, we would love to hear it. So thanks again, guys. I'm So my GoPro just took off with... Uh Oh, no. Okay, episode over. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you later. We're going to chase down a GoPro. Yeah, bye.